Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. We are rocking and rolling here on the Lombardi line presented by DraftKings as always. Welcome in Stormy Bonantoni and Michael Lombardi with you. Plenty to get to over the course of the next hour as we continue to preview Super Wild Card Weekend. It's Why Not Wednesday. And by the way, Black Monday apparently turned into Black Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday with the various <laughs> firings, including Vrabel yesterday and then the offensive staff essentially for the Chicago Bears with the exception of their head coach who defense minded defense improved and they're keeping Matt Eberflus it appears Michael for the foreseeable future yeah I mean look uh, they they clearly said they need a new direction offensively and you know their offense we know wasn't great the offensive line had a lot of struggles a lot of players were injured the quarterback was injured the inconsistencies of the quarterback you know they let their best running back David Montgomery go they brought in Foreman they didn't really use him as much so I think Eberflus, what he simply just did is, I mean, they had all these meetings, and even though Luke and he are very close, sometimes the head coach has to make a decision to find a new staff and to see if he can save his job, and ultimately that's clearly what it is. Luke gets these to sacrifice bunt. He's going to have to save his job. Uh, for Eberflus to save his job, he gave up Getze. Offensively, the Bears ranked 20th in the league with 323 yards per game, 24th in yards per play, 27th in passing yard, 26th in sacks allowed per pass. Fields ranked 23rd in QBR. So you understand they clearly needed some change. They needed to move on. But a little bit of a surprise, at least in my mind, because I had the thought process that Justin Fields was going to be moving on after this year. They're going to get Caleb Williams. And you don't want to bring in a new draft pick with the risk of having turnover at your coach, as your head coach, as your leader a year later, if they have a bad season once again. That's the one thing that keeps on sticking with me about retaining Eberflus. Like they must really believe in him if they want to go that route. So what is your opinion, at least right now, on where the Bears might sit at the quarterback position next year? I, I don't see how they can sit there and watch tape. Now, see, it, what you're saying is basically that they are concluding that they had a design problem, not a production problem, right? Yes. A design problem means the coaching bad. A production problem means the players are bad. 
And so what you're saying is because they were unable to throw the football effectively, 25th in yards per attempt, he was at 7.1 fields last year. He's down to 6.9. And they're saying that they could be better offensively in the passing game. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that eventually they came by the second half of the season, they ran an offense that was conducive to fields. The problem they got into was when they went against coordinators like Schwartz and even Joe Barry, they were able to attack him inside out, take away his first read, don't let him run around and make him play quarterback. You know, if you want to hang on to the, the, the game against the Lions, great. Okay, the Lions defense, they, they thought they were offsides. He makes a play. The Cardinals, they threw for 170 against the Cardinals. They ran for 250. You know, when you come back, Atlanta, in a snowstorm, they played really well. We see where Atlanta ended up at the end of the year. Two losses, both of them got blown out. What's that tell you about Atlanta? So I think you have to go back to the games that matter. How did he play against Cleveland? How did he play against Green Bay? He could have gone up to Green Bay and played lights out and thrown for 300 yards. But let's just put things in perspective, especially when we start talking about, I need more time. I need more time to view it. Okay, Jordan Love started 17 games this year. First time he started. You do not need more time on Jordan Love. He's a really good player. It's there. He's playing with a bunch of young guys. This player has started, Justin Fields has started 38 games. He's won 10. Everybody says they need more time. When you're great, you don't need more time. Do you need more time with C.J. Stroud? Do you need more time with him? No. Okay, you don't. You know he's going to be a good player. It's the same thing with Trevor Lawrence. Do you need more time to know what his, what his weaknesses are? No, you don't. You're either going to fix them and you're going to modify the offense around them or you're going to continue to say he needs more time. At some point, you need to be proactive. Now, the Bears think that if they're going to hire whomever they're going to hire, who's it going to be? Hold up your hand. Who's going to fix it? Well, Who is going to fix it? He, other coordinators haven't been able to figure it out because he's going to be on his third in four years. That's my point. Like, okay, are you saying we need to be more of an RPO team? Well, these RPO teams are kind of like they're struggling a little bit. People play the RPO a lot better. Okay, do you want to be the Philadelphia offense? Okay, watch Philly this year. No drop back pass game. They've got behind in games. Hertz is yards per attempt went down from 8.0 down to 7.1. Why? Because they don't play from in front. There's no drop back pass. He doesn't run as effectively. Okay. What offense? you want to run Kyle Shanahan's offense? You want to run Boots? Is he going to get us in the right call at the right line? I don't know. If that's what you want to do. But at some point, you have to throw the ball in a drop-back pass game. I love these people that talk about, well, it, you know, he'd be better in – but they never tell you what offense he'll be better in. Like, what do you want to run with them? Like, to me, you have Trevor Lawrence, and you lead the league or you're in the top five of passing attempts – you're asking for trouble because he's shown you over the course of his career he makes too many bad decisions with the football in his hands. So what do you want to do in that situation? You take the ball out of his hands as best you can, but not Dougie. Dougie's going to call more passes, and then he's going to get upset because we're th- making bad calls. We're throwing the ball to the wrong people. It's your own fault. You have to know who the player is.
And, and granted, like credit the Bears, they did more than double their season wins from a season ago, but still just a seven win season. And if you have aspirations of not being the bottom of the barrel in your division, things have to change. So trying to make some of those changes, a lot to figure out at the quarterback position and what they're going to do with that number one overall pick in the upcoming draft coming up in July. Let's go to the Mike Vrabel of it all, because I was talking to you in the commercial break, Michael. The thing about the Titans moving on from Vrabel that's really interesting to me is He's so well-respected around the league. I don't think there's anybody that's going to tell you they think Mike Vrabel is a bad head coach, despite what's happened the last two years with the Tennessee Titans. A lot of that has been a talent issue and the talent that's been brought in for that team and the talent that's been out. I think it's been a little bit of a downhill pour here since the whole A.J. Brown situation. But, like, whoever the Titans go out and get, isn't that just going to be a lateral move at best? He is going to be such (laughs) a hot commodity on the head coaching train this this offseason. You, you hope, you hope, uh, but, you know, like I think oftentimes people feel like it's easy to find a head coach. Like I don't think they appreciate the things that Vrabel does. And clearly they made a decision. They value the GM over Vrabel. That's what they're telling you. Because if they didn't, if they, they had two more years on a contract with Vrabel, they could easily say, hey, I want you two guys to work together. Give it another year, work together. We'll, try, we'll help each other out. Let's work this thing through. She went in a completely different direction. And the general manager now, he's going to be entrusted to find the next coach. So when you go through his past, he was in San Francisco. He was at St. Louis. He was in Atlanta. Who will he hire? His father was played fullback in the National Football League, was a longtime coach. I'm sure he's got a lot of contacts. But this as a personnel guy speaking on this subject if you don't get the right coach to play in the, to to be a head coach it's hard to develop talent you're not as good a personnel guy see what Vrabel was willing to do is he played guys and he made the coaches play guys it wasn't like they were a veteran team that had to do it but what what the the, the rub was when Vrabel was having to play guys that he knew couldn't play when he took Willis out of a preseason game when he couldn't even function the offense, you knew he was a head coach. You know, he knows that Levis is struggling. Does he think Levis, it's over with? I don't know. But I think he feels like Levis is probably going to have a hard time. You lose that guy that, that helps in player development and you hire a play caller, you're, you're going to not be as good a personnel guy. According to Bleacher Reports, Jordan Schultz, Rabel and the Patriots have mutual interest should the Patriots move on from Bill Belichick, but still conversations to be had about that. And as we referenced in hour one, which if you missed any of the first hour of the show, make sure you download the Lombardi line in podcast form. We're just waiting to see the white smoke and what is going to happen out there in New England. Oh, last couple minutes here, another coaching situation, but a coordinator I really need your opinion on. Can you give us a little bit of a breakdown of what your understanding is of what's going on with Wink Martindale and the Giants? <laughs> yeah, we talked about it on the pod today. There's a lot going on with Wink Martindale. First of all, Wink Martindale has Drew, Drew Wilkins, who he brought with him from Baltimore. It's his number one guy. Number one guy. Coached the linebackers. He helps him with all his blitzes, works through the, form, works through the personnel groupings, and handles all the protections. And... They fired him without even telling Wink they were going to fire him. They just fired him. So Wink's reaction is, look, I'm not here anymore. I, I'm, I'm out the door. And, even, and they didn't expect this because he's got over $3 million on the table. And he walked out. He, like, that's not how you do business. 
You can't go from one to the other. And so uh, there is the problem. So now as it gets resolved and both parties talk, the Giants don't want him to go to Philadelphia, which is the natural place for him to go because there's a lot of respect in that building for him, especially the way he plays Philly, particularly by the quarterback. So the Giants don't want to see him go there, right? But the Giants had to know that when you take away the guy's number one guy, the guy who's his best assistant, and you just put him on the street and you say, well, you two guys were just working together and nobody else was involved. Well, maybe that's true, but maybe you could work around that problem. I know business is business, but how do you not have the conversation? That's what's mind blowing about that. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, there's a lot of problems in New York, Stormy, and a lot of it has to do with the emotional reaction on game day by their head coach. Sure. And um, to your point about the Eagles, they could certainly use somebody like him over there. No question. We have to step aside. Harry Gagnon is going to join us coming up next. Former Uh Vegas Sportsbook Supervisor. You know him. You love him from his local cartoons. Three and one last week with his plays. He's got opinions on some of these super wild card weekend games as well as an NBA play for today. Stay locked and loaded right here on the Lombardi Line. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. So as we were going to break, we're talking about the Wink Martindale situation in New York. As soon as we hit that break, it comes out <laughs> officially official, Michael, from Ian Rappaport. The Giants and Wink Martindale have mutually agreed to part ways. Yeah, I didn't, you know, I knew that. I knew that was going to happen. Uh, you know, look, th- this is, there, there's bigger issues there. You know, I, I, it takes a lot. Now, we just got this. Pete Carroll's out in Seattle. Wow. Uh, he will remain, but no longer is the head coach. That story just broke. Uh, that's what I was just looking at as I got there, which was. What a commercial a break we just had. 
Wow. But, you know, this league is, look, it's, uh, I think, I, I, I thought Pete might retire. That was what I was hearing through the year. And then Pete came out on Monday and said, no, I'm not retiring. Uh, but I think at some point the owner, Jody Allen, sister of Paul Allen, who took over the team, you know, they've been kind of had these meet. Remember last year they had the big meeting and they went through it all. I think now might be they probably will. I will say this. Dan Quinn will be the leading candidate for this job. This is the job Dan Quinn's wanted. He's waited for it. I'm sure they'll go through all the procedures, but it kind of fits. If Pete's going to stick around, you got to believe he's going to want to know the coach and have a relationship with them. I mean, when Pete came out and said he really didn't want to quit, and so when he made that statement on Monday, you know, he could have easily come back on Wednesday. He could have said, hey, look, I'm going to consider some things and go forward. But I think what, what this was, Pete, you're not going to be the coach. You could stay in the organization. We need, to, we need a new direction. Breaking news again, this report coming in from Adam Schefter just moments ago. Pete Carroll expected to be out as the head coach of the Seahawks. He could still remain in the organization, but not as a head coach. Also, the news defensive coordinator for the Giants, Wink Martindale, mutually agreeing to part ways in New York. This all after this morning, getting the news that the offensive staff um, for the Chicago Bears are all out, but Matt Eberflus will remain the head coach of the Chicago Bears. With that, we have Harry Gag in here waiting in the wings former Vegas sportsbook supervisor host of the against all odds podcast welcome in Harry what have you made of the last 48 to 72 hours and the last 10 minutes of coaching developments here my friend hey guys yeah wild stuff just now right and I'm very surprised at the peak barrel situation yeah Mike Michael you mentioned you know on Monday he came out and he had every intention to pl- coaching this year and then two days later um he's now not going to be the coach of Seattle anymore it's, it seemed like to me that he had earned to be able to coach as long as he wants with that team. And now, for whatever reason, uh, he will not be their head coach next year. Yeah, I, I think this is, you know, when you break it down, he's had 14 years there. Mm-hmm. And they've gone through a bunch of changes. I think the probably the, the, the one of the hardest parts about this has been they were so bad on defense, and that was Pete's specialty. And I think they probably, like a lot of organizations, maybe even New England, want a fresh start, you know. And they mm-hmm. want to pay respects to him. That's why he's no longer the coach and he can stay within the organization. But knowing Pete's energy level and knowing right. what Pete likes to do, it's kind of hard to think he doesn't want to. But at the end of the day, they had the big meeting last year. They made plans. They kind of got offensively, but defensively, they could never solve the riddle. And that that's directly reflective on Pete, who's a defensive coach. Yeah. Yep. And Michael, you mentioned Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn being, um, you know, a a natural fit to head there to Seattle. The Cowboys are in action this week coming up against the Packers, a huge game in Super Wild Card Weekend. And I know, Harry, you have the Cowboys as part of your teaser of the week. We, We can never get away from these. I love them. So who do you have the Cowboys paired with and why? Yeah, last week we had a nice one, guys. We had the Steelers with the Colts came in as a nice seven point tease. And this week, yeah, I'm going to lead off with Dallas from minus seven and a half down to minus a half just to win the game. Dallas eight no at home this season, thirty or more of those thirty points or more in seven of those eight home games they've scored. Um, nice season for Love and the Packers, but Dallas isn't losing at home. C.D. Lamb, you can't stop him. He's got 500 yards and four touchdowns in the last three games. 
and McCarthy isn't losing to his former team. Give me Dallas minus half with guys. The Rams and Lions game to go over 44 and a half points. Can't wait for this one. So many storylines in this. Six out of the last nine home games, Detroit has scored 30 points or more in those games. Kyrene Williams for the Rams, touchdown machine. Zero touchdowns last year as a rookie. This year, 12 rushing touchdowns, five in the last three games. And since week 12, guys, the Rams have averaged almost 29 points a game. Nakua and Cup are a dangerous combo. I'm going over 44 and a half Rams and Lions Sunday night and Dallas minus a half to beat the Packers. I mean, we've been down this road before and this one, I think it's brilliant. I think it looks really good. In fact, it looks too easy. It looks too easy. (laughs) It makes way too much sense, which makes me worry like crazy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, you know, I, I hear what you're saying, Mike, but boy, I'll tell you what, Goff versus Stafford, both guys are going to want to come out guns a blazing. Uh, they want to put up big numbers. You know, the whole story. We all know the whole story with those, uh, those two franchises, Stafford going back uh, to Detroit. This is going to be fun. Like I said, so many storylines, but both quarterbacks, I think, put on a great performance here. Those two games in the afternoon on Sunday, you also have action in the early game to kick us off on Sunday morning. Steelers plus 10 in Buffalo, even with um, with TJ Watt out, we see that number go up. You like Pittsburgh in this spot with a low total. I think this is a lot of points. I'm going to take the 10 and guys call me crazy. A little sprinkle, maybe even on the money line Whoa. at plus 20. Uh, look, I, I'm I, look. Pittsburgh has some major mojo going on right now with Mason Rudolph, Najee Harris, over 300 yards rushing and four touchdowns over his last three games. I know you mentioned Stormy. No Watt, uh, it hurt, no doubt about it. But Marcus Golden is going to be replacing him a lot, and Golden is no slouch. Uh, over the last three seasons, he's got 17 and a half sacks when he was with Arizona and New York. Uh, and let's not forget. No one gave Miami with Skylar Thompson a chance in the wild card last year in Buffalo. Nobody gave them a chance. Everybody had the Bills, and the Bills had to hang on for their dear lives to win by three. I think Penn's a ton here in the playoffs. Give me Tomlin with 10. I mean, look, you're right. Nobody gave them a chance. They, um, they went up there, ran the football. We saw Cincinnati go up there and push them around. Look, I, mm-hmm. I think 10's too much. It was 7.5, and, and then Watt gets hurt, Harry. And then it goes up to 10. And I'm like, okay, I know it's going to be bad weather, but Pittsburgh can run the football a little bit. And maybe, they, you know, at 36, you've been a, you've been a sports book director. Yeah. 36 and a 10-point spread to me seems a little off balance. You know, and also now they're saying also very possible on uh, game day, 30 to 35 mile per hour gusts as well, which would mean both teams need to run the ball efficiently. Yep. A a few games this weekend that we know are going to be pretty weather impacted. Uh, You do have a few props that are going to be in play as well. What's your favorite prop this weekend? You know what? Um, How about this one? David Naguchu. go to over 56 and a half yards receiving uh flacco's turns 39 in a week and in five games he's averaging 329 yards passing and his man looks like it's been david najoku najoku has the most receptions for cleveland of the season and has a seat had a season high 134 yards versus the jets uh the last thursday game of the season 
He's had 56 or more yards, six of his last eight games. David Njoku, over 56 and a half yards receiving, guys. You know, I, I like it because you got to believe he only had 45 yards in the first time they played three weeks ago, and Amari had 265. You got to think right. that that Njoku is going to be. They're going to try to take Cooper out, right? They're going to try to take Cooper out. He killed him in the last game. Absolutely. Harry, thanks so much. As always, my friend, appreciate your time. We'll see you next week. Take care, guys. Thanks. Thanks, Harry. Wow. You got it. Great stuff from Harry. I'm still just kind of in shock about the Pete Carroll situation, which I know we'll pick up yeah, after the break. We've only got about a minute here left. But h- how surprising is this? I thought Pete this? was going to retire. I thought Monday when he came out and said he wasn't retiring, that 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 said, OK, because see, Schefter kept saying there's going to be nine or ten. And Seattle was one of those places that you thought could be if he retired. But clearly, the meeting last year, the lack of fixing the defense this year made them want to make a change. Quinn's going to be the, the, the in-house, not in-house, but he'll be the favorite. Him and John Snyder have a good relationship. He loves it up in Seattle. I'm not saying they're not going to interview a bunch of people. There could be a surprise candidate. Remember, Quinn was supposed to be the guy in Denver, and they hired Nathaniel Hackett. So anything can change. That being said, you know, for Pete, this has got to be a little bit of a shock because he wouldn't have said on Monday he's coaching if he thought this was going to happen. So now the natural question is, which I would like you to answer on the other side of the break, is there a spot where Pete Carroll is able to move on and still be a head coach since he said he did not want to retire? We will get into that and a whole lot more when we return here on the Lombardi line. So much more to come over the course of the next hour. Breaking news when it comes to the head coaches across the NFL. And it's a why not Wednesday. So, you know, we're going to close the show strong a little bit later on getting some of those long shot odds props that could make you want to say why not. We'll be right back. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today. You'll get unlimited access to our VSEN.com slash picks page. Moments ago, we got some picks from our guy, Harry Gagnon. He loves a teaser between the Cowboys and the Rams and Lions over, plus a whole lot more. If you want all of his picks and those from all of our hosts and guests, head to VSEN.com. For more VSEN Pro picks, become a subscriber. The Lombardi line will give you 10% off your annual subscription now when you use our promo code Lombardi. This is the Lombardi line. Welcome back to the program. We had breaking news moments ago that Pete Carroll is out as the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks, the seventh head coach firing in the National Football League here this season. And a statement has just come through from the organization and owner Jody Allen saying after thoughtful meetings and careful consideration for the best interest of the franchise, they have amicably agreed to agreed with Pete Carroll that his role will evolve from head coach to remain with the organization as an advisor. Pete's the winningest coach in Seattle Seahawks history, brought the city its first Super Bowl title and created a tremendous impact over the past 14 years on the field and the community. And of course, thanked him, called him a beloved member of the Seattle Seahawks family. So the question that I asked you before the break of what that might mean for Pete Carroll moving forward is answered in that statement that he will remain in an, in an advisory role, Michael. Well, yeah, I mean, basically they're still going to pay him whatever remains on his contract, and he's one of the highest-paid coaches in the league. So, you know, they're going to pay him, and it, and it behooves him to stay there. So I think it'll be somebody that he's comfortable with. Could it be Dan Quinn? No question. Could it be Mike Vrabel? <laughs> the smart play. 
get an experienced guy to replace an experienced guy. You know, the one thing Pete was, Pete was a culture builder. He was a guy that developed coaches. We see him all over the league, Dan Quinn being one of them. So that energy, that, that, that part of it is going to be hard to replace unless they get the right guy. Quinn has a former head coach. He's out there. He's available. You know, Jerry's probably nervous now because this makes too much sense if he loses Quinn. We know Martindale's been fully released today. So there's been that settlement. You know, he walked away from his money. Now he could go to Dallas. He'd go to Philadelphia. You know, one thing about Wink, what he did was he'll probably end up making more money. I mean, he'll probably make more money by walking away from money. How about that? How about that? It just shows you where the Giants are. I mean, it just doesn't, it makes no sense to me. But let's go back to Pete. Pete's problem is this the defense, right? If you're the head coach and you are a defensive specialist, which Pete is, he def- Pete invented the under front, the Sam linebacker, the up the field three. He, Monty Kiffin, Floyd Reese, they all were in a room together up in Minnesota and they came up with this defense. And that evolved to Tampa, too, down in Tampa with Tony Dungy and, and Monty Kiffin. But th- he, can't, he couldn't fix the defense this year. You know, they, were, they couldn't stop the run last year. They couldn't stop the run this year. His choice of defensive coordinator, Clint Hurdle, really never worked out. I mean, it never has. It's for two years he stuck with them again. Uh, Clint Hurdle, I'm sorry. Clint Hurdle's a baseball player. Clint Hurdle. It really never worked out. So... Uh, that's to me, I'm sure that Jody Allen, the, the owner, was looking for, you know, more production, more, you know, to lose at home to Pittsburgh and have them run it down your throat, to lose those, to play as close as you had to play against Arizona in a game. I think, you know, it, it probably 14 years, same thing. Look, Pete's gone through some good years, bad years, the Super Bowl, all that. I think he's a Hall of Fame coach because his credentials, based on my criteria for the Hall of Fame, scream that. But I think when you look at the franchise, you know, I know they made the playoffs last year, but, you know, they have not been, you got to go back to 2020, they were 12-4, and four, they were 7-10 and 10 and 21. So they've had some of those up and down years, and they really haven't been able to get it back. Since Pete Carroll was named the head coach of the Seahawks in 2010, 137, 89, and 1 is record as a head coach and tied for the six most wins in the NFL in that span. For him, though, Michael, what you referenced in our last segment with him making the announcement earlier this week that he wasn't done, that he didn't want to retire. If you're, if you're Pete Carroll, how are you feeling right now that this is the decision that was made by the organization? Well, I, I think Pete's a loyalist to the company. 14 years there, he's got a lot of money at stake. You know, I, I think probably it's not something, nobody ever wants to leave, but maybe sometimes leaving might be the best thing, right? And I think ultimately that, you know, he's going to probably take some time to get over it and try to figure out what his role will be. But at his age, you know, when you're sitting there, and you're 72 years old, and he's a young 72, right? We know this. 72 for Pete's like the new 60, <laughs> like the new 52, right? Uh, you know, you probably, okay, where can I make a contribution, right? Where can I give back? I've had so much success in my career, everything. Not, your careers never end the way you want to end. Seasons don't end the way you want them to end, right? There's only one team whose seasons ends perfectly, and then you got to do it all over again. So I think to me, once he gets past that and he reflects on his career and says, look, I won Super Bowls, I got a chance to be in the Hall of Fame, I can give back to the organization in a different role and still be involved, 
I think he'll be better off for it. Yeah, two Super Bowl appearances, a Super Bowl win. Um, and now, as I referenced at the top, the seventh head coach vacancy going into the 2024-25 season upcoming. As you look at some of these... So we're at op- seven now, right? Yep. We're at seven? We're at seven. So as, as And we you- still don't know about New England. We don't know what's going on in New England. True. As you look at those openings, though, Michael, which do you think is the most attractive and who out there is the most attractive head coach candidate? As of right now, the most attractive candidate, Trable, by far. Seattle's a really good job. John Snyder is an outstanding personnel guy, does a great job. Um, so that, And they have an owner that's willing to pay money. They've got a great stadium. They've got great facilities. So that's a great job. I know you've got to play against the 49ers and you've got to play against the Rams, but that's a great job. Uh, I think Atlanta has a chance to be a great job. You don't have a quarterback. But look, the jobs don't open because they have quarterbacks. It's rare that a job opens like the Chargers with mm-hmm. a quarterback. So I, I think ultimately, you know, those two come to mind. Carolina, what you want to avoid is the civil wars going on within the building, right? You don't want to go somewhere like Carolina, which has a lot of people talking to the owner. You don't want to, Washington. I don't know how this is all going to play out, but it seems like a lot of people are involved. We'll, we'll see how this all works out and how he sets up the organization, where that goes. But... I think what you want to be able to do is is understand the role and be able to uh, build your culture. The Raiders, they seem like they're going to go with Pierce. I don't think the Harbaugh thing means thing anything there. I, I think ultimately the Chargers is a good job because of the quarterback, but are they willing to give you the things you need to get to get it done? I think those are hard things. Every job, there's no perfect job out there, just like there's no perfect player. You make the job perfect, but you need at least certain things to make it perfect. Where would be the perfect landing spot in your brain for Vrabel? Because we talk about the unknowns about New England. You bring him up in the possibilities as a placeholder in Seattle, although probably Dan Quinn, you like maybe a little bit more with his connections to the organization. Where do you think would be the best landing spot for for Vrabel? Why is it so hard Uh, for me to say his name? I know my last name has a bajillion letters and that's a challenge, but Vrabel for me, I'm just struggling today. (laughs) Well, I I think there's no question if Seattle's the best job because the owner and Snyder, they got stability in the front office and they got a really good owner. When you have that, and Snyder's not a guy, you don't see Snyder trying to get credit for, he plays his role perfectly and I think that would really do well for Vrabel same thing with Quinn I mean they both have experience as head coaches and when you lose a head coach with experience you don't want to have growing pains your team's going to have growing pains but you want somebody who understands the job like this is really a, a really good class of candidates this season in terms of you got Vrabel, rarely does that happen. And if Belichick's out there, then all of a sudden it's a different game. So we'll wait and see what happens. Could this be the best offseason in terms of like head coaches that become available? Let's say Belichick does become available. You have him, you have Vrabel, you have Jim Harbaugh in the mix here. I feel like the head coaching candidates are just like, if I am a team that has a vacancy right now, I'm licking my chops at some of the guys that are that are potentially available here. I know Ben Johnson as a coordinator is somebody people think very, very highly of is going to get a great opportunity. But there's very few, very few that are head coaches. See, this is the difference. You could get a play caller. Rand Carthen might get a play caller. But all the things that Vrabel does as a strategist and a tactician are going to be hard to replace with a new coach. It's going to be really hard with a young coach. It's going to be overwhelming. Look, I think Shane Steichen did a great job for the Colts. 
But he was horrible in game management. He cost him two games. Cost him two games. Again, the news coming through this morning that Pete Carroll is done in Seattle. According to a statement from the owner of the Seahawks, Jody Allen, Pete Carroll will evolve his role from head coach to still remain with the organization as an advisor. Also today, earlier this morning, the reports that Matt Eberflus will remain head coach of the Bears, despite letting go his offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach and wide receivers coach and Wink Martindale, as well as the New York Giants have mutually decided to part ways. So a busy news day. You know what, Michael? I was sad that the last couple of days I wasn't here for all of the news, didn't know what I was going to walk into today, and boy, are we rocking and rolling with a lot of information coming through. They go fast, these shows, Stormy. There's no, there's no downtime. There's no downtime. There's no rest. Not at all. No rest. We'll be right back. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code Vegas only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, use that code Vegas, V-E-G-A-S. The crown is yours. We're wrapping things up here on this Wednesday edition of the Lombardi Line. Stormy Tony and Michael Lombardi with you. The breaking news of the day coming out of Seattle that Pete Carroll will be done as head coach of the Seahawks after 14 years at the helm going back to 2010. It appears though he will remain on board with the organization but in an advisory role. Certainly a big surprise coming off of him speaking to media earlier this week saying that he would not like to retire but now there are seven head coach openings across the across the National Football League. Seattle of course the Washington Commanders, Los Angeles Chargers Vegas Raiders, Carolina Panthers, the Atlanta Falcons, and the Tennessee Titans. And 
as far as what the owner of the Seahawks had to say about moving on from Pete Carroll said after thoughtful meetings and careful consideration for the best interest of the franchise, we have amicably agreed with Carroll that his role will evolve from head coach to remain with the organization as an advisor. Pete's the winningest coach in Seahawks history, brought the city its first Super Bowl title and created a tremendous impact over the past 14 years. Again, Stormy Bonantoni and Michael Lombardi with you. Michael, what was more surprising to you, Vrabel being fired or this development with Pete Carroll this morning? Well, you know, I don't want to sound like, you know, I knew the Carroll thing. I thought Pete was going to retire. There were rumors around the league Pete was going to retire. And so when he said on Monday he wasn't, that kind of took me off guard. So this is a surprise. The Vrabel news is probably more surprising because I thought the owner would have figured out, you know, if I'm if there's a fight between the GM and the head coach, I have a hard time getting better head coach than him. So I need to work this out. That straight firing of Vrabel is mm-hmm. a shocker to me. I mean, because I think having gone through 35 years, having tried to find good coaches, they're hard to find. <laughs> And when you get a good one, you got to keep them. Now, I understand time becomes a problem, right? Everything becomes harder over time. But for me, you know, I just felt like, you know, why would you lose Vrabel? Like, he's going to be in demand. Especially when you think about, like, the trade aspect of him, you could have gotten something back for him potentially. The stuff with Vrabel reminds me a lot of the conversation about Mike Tomlin throughout the course of the season where you're like, okay, if you move on from Tomlin, somebody else is going to step right in and grab him immediately. He'd be the top coaching candidate. Right, but I don't think, see, Tomlin might quit. He might walk away and go do TV. He might might do the Sean Payton thing. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's yet to be decided. But you're right. No, everybody would love Mike Tomlin. I know people in Pittsburgh think he hasn't won enough. Everybody, just like people think Pete Carroll's not a good head coach. Okay, look at his record. Look at what he's done. And you can see that he's far and above some of the other coaches out there. So, you know, it, you get this notion that we can replace him, and you can't. There's just not a lot of people that have been trained to be head coaches. That's the bigger issue, right? Mm-hmm. How do you... Who's been in training? Dan Quinn was fired as a head coach, took a team to a Super Bowl. He obviously knows how to be one. Mike Vrabel, been in playoff games, won playoff games on the road without quarterbacking, without great quarterbacking play. He's done it. I mean, would you rather have Vrabel or would you take a chance on Ben Johnson, who you're not sure is going to be a good coach? Could he be a good play caller? Yeah, he's proven he's a good play caller. Can he lead an entire group of men? That's a whole other story. We have a a deeper breakdown of the whole Pete Carroll situation from the last segment. If you missed any of that segment or the show as a whole, make sure you download the Lombardi line in podcast form. But we are going to close out the show now, Michael, like we do every single Wednesday with a little Why Not Wednesday. We're going to look at some props with longer odds and see if it can make you want to tilt your head and say, why not? Let's run that (laughs) open, Caesar. You love it. Question. Maybe a stupid one, but I'm just spitballing here. Can it make you say why not? That wasn't a stupid question. It's time for Why Not Wednesday. I mean, why not? You know when they say it's so crazy it just might work? Let's close this thing out strong, Michael. Sunday afternoon, this coming Super Wild Card Weekend. The Packers, can they upset the Cowboys? Four to one would be the price. So bet $100, win 400. Can it make you want to say why not? Can Green Bay get it done? Yeah, why not? Look, I went back and watched the game they played week 10 of the last year. And Dallas wasn't nearly as good offensively as they are now. Uh, they were better defensively than they are now. But Green Bay wasn't anywhere near where they were 
offensively now. Rodgers threw 20 times in that game. They had over 400 yards. They controlled the ball for 35 minutes. I mean, they moved the football up and down the field. They won the game in overtime. Dallas got the big lead, a couple turnovers by Prescott. Why not? Like, I keep scratching my head like, this is a trap for me. Like, why is this seven and a half? And then when I ran my numbers this week, I had it at 7.1 as the spread. Mm. So I get it, you know, but I think some of the Green Bay numbers are wrong because they, you know, you, you, you give up a lot of yards to DeVito, you give up yards to other people. It becomes a problem, right? And, and so those numbers become accumulated in there. I think they can. I think they can. What, what I do know, I know this for a fact, they can pass protect. They'll block Dallas's front. They ran the ball for over 200 yards in Green Bay last year against Dallas. Let's go ahead and look at the game that's going to be kicking off the playoffs on Saturday. Texans-Browns. Can you say why not to Joe Flacco throwing for 300-plus yards? He did it in their first meeting. Plus 150 Man, the price. Yeah, why not? He might have to do it to different receivers because I'm sure they're going to try to take – take away Amari Cooper but look let's face it the Houston defense will struggle against the skill of, of Cleveland and Joku Cooper Elijah Moore I mean they've got some good players here and if Flacco's protected which he was in the first game why not he can't throw for over 300 yards I mean look one thing we know for sure Stefanski's going to call pass plays yeah Houston's pasty in pass yards allowed per game, 23rd in the league. And again, that previous meeting had 368 yards through the air, three touchdowns, did also throw two picks. But he's gone for 300-plus in every single start with the exception of his debut against the Rams. How about, can we get a first-time winner for the Super Bowl? The teams that would meet that criteria still remaining, Buffalo, the Cleveland Browns, the Lions, and Texans. Could we get a first-time winner? Uh, why not? I mean, look, the, the, so? the Browns, if they could play defense as good as they play at home on the road, they have playoff characteristics. They throw the ball down the field, they make explosive plays, and they can play good defense. And when you watch the first Cleveland-Houston game, Cleveland, you know, s- special teams gave up a touchdown. They've got to be better in that area. You know, and usually they are. So I think to me, when you look at the three elements, Cleveland has a chance. Detroit, they could take advantage of the Rams special teams this week because they're better in the kicking game. So I would say I would put it as Cleveland and Detroit because I think to win a Super Bowl or get to a Super Bowl, it starts with defense. So then in that case, because this prop is plus 350, odds wise, you'd actually be better off just to bet those two teams if you think that one of them could get there. The Browns 30 to 1, the Lions sitting 18 to 1. The Browns have never even appeared in a Super Bowl, but we got Flacco. We got a Super Bowl MVP. We know he's had some playoff magic, so I don't yeah. hate it. Let's yeah. let's talk about Josh Allen a little bit. Could yeah, you why say not? why not to okay. him leading the playoff quarterbacks in passing yards? I don't think I can get there. Can you? I could say why not because you can't with Josh Allen. It's you can predict a turnover that may or may not affect it, but you these plays he makes with his feet and with his arm are just plays that very few human beings can make. Running one way, throwing back the other, dealing with the weather. I mean, look here the Miami game. It's third and fourteen. Now I know Miami got called for defensive holding, defensive illegal contact. But that third and 14, when he scrambled for the first down, I thought that was going to be the game. Who tackles this guy? Nobody. And the way he moves around and makes throws down the field, you could never rule him out of anything. I I just don't think you can. So the reason I don't love it 
is just because, especially starting this first game with all the weather that's going to be at play, that's going to take him down a peg. He does get the advantage of having an extra game versus either of the teams that have the first round by but i mean 30 plus mile an hour winds gusts up to 50 for this first game i don't i don't know i don't love yeah. it i was looking no, because you bring I, up- I get that i get that you, you're right the weather could could but if anybody's gonna throw it into the wind he can because you mentioned interceptions i was looking for the quarterback to throw the most interceptions i was trying to look for him in flacco that prop isn't up yet i don't know if it will be up but i think that it should um let me hit you with one more real quickly tyree kill plus 650 to lead the playoff receivers in receiving yards do you think he could get there no i think that they could be one and done and Mm -hmm. how does he get there yeah, I'm with you. The one that I did like, though, Tyreek Hill and C.D. Lamb to combine for 250 plus receiving yards in the wild card round. That's plus 250. Could like you say that. why not for I mean, that? Look, I like that because I think, you know, C.D. Lamb gets his yards. So does. But that weather could also impact that one, too, with Tyreek Hill. All right. You hear that change of music. That means our time together is up here today. Thanks for some fun once again, Michael. Busy, busy breaking Thank news you, Stormy. day. Yeah, we'll see it. I'll see you on Sunday. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Good luck with your root canal. Feel better, my friend. Oh, yeah. I hope so. Thank you, Stormy. We'll miss you, but see you Sunday. That's a wrap for us on the Lombardi Line. Keep it locked on VEASAN and DraftKings Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.